listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. Fired up on this first Tuesday of February. Great guest list. How the heck are you? Miller and Moulton here on the Florida Sports Network, floridasportsnetwork.com. Thanks so much for being with us. David Sampson, Jorge Solana, Pat Kerwin, all a part of the show. Fired up the bonus hour, returns intact. How you doing? I'm doing. I'm ready. Watched a little hockey last night, kind of turning the page, getting ready for the the stretch drive with just one football game left on Sunday. Watched a little college hoop last night. Big night for South Florida. Not so much for the Tampa area of Florida, if you know what I mean. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. The Panthers said, you know what? We'd lost six in a row to the Lightning. We're kind of annoyed. And they were ready to go after the All-Star break. The Lightning, not so much. They'll shake it off. They play a home game tonight. And David Dwork was on our show yesterday, and you asked him if it felt like a must-win. And I was going to ask a similar question. I was on your side. that, And I loved his answer. It's too early for it to be a must-win. But I do think last night, with that win, it's a springboard game. I love to see now the Panthers put together a little string of wins because they played well last night. They were driving to the net. They looked really good. They outplayed Tampa. They don't do that very often. So it's this time of year when you're a middle-of-the-rung team, whether it's in college basketball, there's still some time left, whether it's the NHL or even the NBA. This is when you got to get your you-know-what together and start making the run towards the postseason. Even the Lightning TV guys last night were saying – Panthers just wanted this one more. They played harder. They deserved it. And they did a resounding win. Not only that, Canes had a big night in college hoops. I mean, anytime you get the whoop up on Duke, and they whooped up on Duke. Never trailed and just whooped them. There, There is nothing that I think a lot of college basketball fans, and whether Coach K is there anymore or not, it's still Duke. And there's a certain level of hatred that comes at Duke. So if you are on the side where you're not a Duke guy, it's fun to watch them get pounded. The other thing, and, you know, we should have been on this, but quite frankly, we weren't. You know, Duke played Carolina, hosted Carolina Saturday night. And then they had to turn around and play Miami on the road Monday. And Miami's actually the ranked team, not Duke. Miami's the ranked basketball program. And Miami was only a three-point favorite. We should have been all over that one. And I don't say that now because Miami won big. But, you know, Miami's got that game circled. Duke had the game Saturday night circled. And it was a very tough-fought game between Duke and Carolina. Came down, you know, right to the end, and Duke held them off. So Miami jumped on them, all right, forced 21 turnovers, one by 22. So, yes, a good night on the South Florida sports scene. No question about it. Was it ever? 
that's the type of insightful commentary we get. <laughs> I mean, those. I mean, those... that's that's. I mean, that is. If there's ever a reason to interrupt the host of the show, to get in words like that, that's it. I mean, uh, Felipe, I mean, you've you got s- it. I'm telling you, you are on today, well, Felipe, my man. You need to take that and just. That's a resume make, tape. Make it a drop in. I mean, okay, did you see the Watsco Center rocket last night? Just, listen. Just take that drop in. Boy, was it ever. All right. There you go. We're going to put that aside, and we just need to have it where we can just drop that in whenever we need it. Was it ever? Yes, no, maybe so. Where are you going to go? Miller and Moulton on this Tuesday. David Sampson, top of next hour. Alejandro Solana, part of the Heat Radio Network. He'll join us at the top of the 8 o'clock hour. And Pat Kerwin in the return of the bonus hour. All right, good, bad, and ugly. What's on tap today was the day when Pat Kerwin, all in our 9 o'clock hour, for those of you in Lake City, Tampa, St. Pete, Port Charlotte to Venice who don't get the bonus hour, well, you need to download it. FloridaSportsNetwork.com. Media night last night. Yeah, oh, man. Two networks televising it live. It's a big deal, David. So they say. A lot of people being asked really irrelevant questions that have nothing to do with football, and it's big. Andy (laughs) Reid does a great Patrick Mahomes impression. That's what I learned last night. Huh. He didn't do the Mahomes impression and said he wouldn't do so, but Patrick Mahomes said that Andy Reid has the best impression of his voice. Then when asked, Andy Reid said he does, and then he wouldn't do it. That seemed to be the big news out of uh, the Chiefs' side, David. That's, that's, that's the kind of entertainment that the NFL Network thrives on. Speaking of which, there's a lot of talk that the NFL Network's in trouble. That, you know, now that they've taken Thursday Night Football away from it, what is it that you would watch NFL Network for? And so... Therefore, and they've been trying to sell the NFL network for a long time, but now literally it's like, well, if you're a buyer, what the hell are you buying? I mean, the Sunday morning show, uh, you know, with Rich Eisen and Michael Irvin and and what have you. I mean, right. About as many people watch that as watch the Colin Cowherd radio show on FS1 in the middle of the day. I mean, what are you buying? So that'll be interesting going forward because the NFL shuttered NFL Europe because it was losing money. And they're like, nah. So I'm curious. I mean, they're, they're losing money. They're losing millions on NFL Network. I mean, this is a league that is seriously contemplating moving the conference championship games for money. Well, then are you going to keep running a network? I mean, quite frankly, Mark, do they need the NFL network? If it went away tomorrow, do you think the sports fan would go, oh, wow, this this, this is, whoo, this really going to hurt my NFL coverage? I would be bummed a little bit because I watch, there's a handful, I like the, their afternoon shows. I think they do a good job with. I think there's some of the film shows that they do that they do a good job with. But I know I watch it more than most. I don't go to the four-letter network in the afternoons. I usually just throw on their whatever their live show is because NFL Live is the four-letter network, NFL Now or whatever the hell it is. 
but they a lot of the time they're stuck, they run replays of games. Yes, they do. And nothing more riveting than rewatching an NFL football game. <laughs> uh, it reminds me of the early days of ESPN, uh, the very early days. Remember. You know, ESPN was thrilled that they could run the Rose Bowl on like January 3rd at 2 o'clock. That was a big programming get for ESPN to run a game that was two days old in the afternoon. So I I don't think the sports world would be that bothered by the NFL Network going away. You know, my guess is they keep it around because it'd be a bad look. But that, that's kind of what's what's out there. How many millions is worth marketing? Well, and just it, image, really. I mean, to think, I mean, come on. Of the MLB Network, NBA TV, NHL Network, NFL Network. Of the four, which is the worst? NHL. Oh, the NHL Network. But the NHL Network shows a lot of live hockey. They do. I, so I, that's why I was hesitant to go there. Your programming point is valid. But when they're running their red zone type show at night, where you get clips from all the games, or the live hockey they show, or the junior hockey they show, if you're a hockey fan, there's a lot of live hockey on the NHL network. There's not a lot of live football on the NFL network. So... It will be interesting going forward. If they have nothing to offer, will they keep offering it at a loss? I mean, will each owner be willing to, you know, throw in five million bucks, three to five million bucks to each owner? Or at some point, do they go, oh, why am I giving them? Why don't we just shutter it? We got ESPN and Fox. Okay, we'll, we'll have them hire a few of our people. All right, do some shows. What the heck? Kind of think all the folks that made the move to NFL Network must be loving the news of the network losing millions out there. Yes. So that's just one of the subplots. So that's why, Mark, this is a big week for NFL Network. I I mean, because you know what America needs? America has not caught on to the Super Bowl. Okay, We, we need the hype. Okay, we're unaware of where and when the game is being played. And, uh, you know, we have trouble paying attention to it. So this is a big week. Is it worth all those millions of dollars for a couple Saturday games and the Euro games? Because that's all I watch NFL Network for. Well, and, and that's basically all the live programming they have, right? I will say this. I like their draft coverage better than ESPN. Okay. A, a lot better. Yeah, I mean, but it's not the, It's not even close to the Miller and Moulton draft coverage. <laughs> well, I mean, what it is? is? And besides, I mean, you start drinking, and so do I, but I stop. You keep going. I mean, you're pretty entertaining by pick 20. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm really bummed the Dolphins pick got forfeited this year. Let's see, Tampa Bay's on the clock at 19. That's about peak Mark Miller. Let me tell you. It's a dadgum good point, David. Let me tell you. Let's see here. We got uh, one of the Jags. 
All right. The Jags are 24. Between Tampa Bay at 19 and the Jags at 24. Woo, look out. That 45 minutes is going to be fun. That Friday show's a son of a gun. That's all <laughs> I'm saying. That Friday show can be tough after a late night of brown liquor doing draft coverage on Twitch with Molten. Uh, uh, Miller and Molten. So we'll head to uh, Arizona for Pat Kerwin at the top of the 9 o'clock hour. David Sampson will join us coming up at the top of the 7 o'clock hour. Alejandro Solano, what are the Heat going to do? What should they do with the trade deadline Thursday at 3 o'clock? So we got a lot of bases covered on the show today. We'll try to slide into all of them, as well as the starting five coming up in 25 minutes. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And today was a day when return as well, because the bonus hour is back on Miller and Moulton, the Florida Sports Network. Welcome back to Miller and Moulton, only on the Florida Sports Network. Twenty-one minutes past the hour. Miller and Moulton, the Florida Sports Network, FloridaSportsNetwork.com. Thanks so much for being with us. The starting five coming up in a little more than fifteen minutes. David Sampson for his weekly visit. Forty minutes from now. So Brady's taking a gap year. Good. <laughs> I think it's brilliant. I think it's brilliant. First off, as as he said, you know, I, I've been gone a lot. I, I need to catch I need to catch up with my family. I, I need to be around a little bit. And then also, you know, during that year he can decide whether or not he really wants to do it. I know he says he wants to do it. And let's face it, Mark, if you and I signed a contract for three hundred and seventy five million, well, we'd be fairly motivated. I don't know if we could take the year off. All right. I we'd We'd want those checks to start as soon as possible. We'd be working the Super Bowl. <laughs> no, 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 no. I can start like yesterday. What, what do you guys say? What do you mean? What do you mean I'm not working the Super Bowl? What? We, we have Get Olsen out of there. I'm ready. <laughs> Just come on. I can sit in between Strahan and Jimmy and yuck it up. I mean, I can certainly offer what Bradshaw's offering these days. Ha, 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 ha. I don't know if Tom could do that, though. But I don't think he could. No. And I don't. I will say Terry would do the highlights better than Tom. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I will say Terry's funny with the highlights nowadays because he falls behind. Okay, so I just watch and wait. I want to see how you catch up because, you you know, you're like a highlight behind here. So how are you going to get even? What highlight are you just glossing over? Because that's what you got to do when you get behind. You just got to skip one. So Fox's pregame coverage starts this morning at seven. We'll continue right on through kickoff. Uh, but first off, he, he showed he's a bit of a company guy. He went on Cowherd show, you know, Cowherd Fox, Tom, you know, 10 year, 375 million with Fox. So, you know, good for him. All right. If you're going to make that announcement. There you go. Getting with the program. You know, you saved retirement for yourself, but now, Okay. Give it the folks who are going to give you a lot of money. Give them a bone. Way to go. But so what do you think? Taking a year, we'll get Burkhart and Olsen for another year. And then when Brady does, if in fact 
he does, that'll be a Super Bowl year for he and they. So the first year he's doing color mm-hmm. as Fox's main analyst will be a Super Bowl year. Correct. Putting him yep. right in the crosshairs for the entire year, subject to all the media criticism that will come with that job because they will come. Well, I think, to be honest, if he had done it in which there was a Super Bowl in three years, so the media world was still going to be all over him. Comparing him to Aikman, Collinsworth, Romo, it just – Comparing him to Olsen, comparing him to is he even remotely as good as a broadcaster as he was as a player, the expectation that he has to be good right away, even though if you remember him as a quarterback year two, you know, he was okay that year. I mean, you know, he was great in the clutch. He was great in the clutch, even as a first time playing quarterback. But there were a lot of games in which he was just okay. They won with defense and kicking game that year. It wasn't until really his third year as a starter that he started to become TB12. And the offense started slowly becoming a bigger and bigger part of what it is they were doing. So, you know, Brady said, I'm going to take a gap year. I think it's cool. And I think it's awesome for Olsen because he'll cement whatever his status is, Mark, he will cement it by the time he gets pushed aside. And as we brought up before, if a number one leaves, is fired, whatever the case may be, Olsen can leave for another network for a number one gig. That's part of his contractual deal that he has with Fox. Aikman's got four years left on his deal. And nobody's questioning that he should leave. He's in his mid-50s. Collinsworth is in his 60s, and his contract runs through NBC's next Super Bowl, which is three more years. And Romo has seven, seven years left on his deal. Seven. You know what would be interesting? And I don't know if he'd want to do it, but can Olsen double dip? Like, if you're Amazon, do you push Herb Street aside for Olsen? He does Thursday night and then do Sundays with Burkhart? Does that do anything for Thursday night? I mean, it may, well, it may make the broadcast better, but I don't think Olsen has the name appeal that that's going to make people sh- – I mean, Olsen's not making me get Amazon Prime, if you know what I mean. I, I Okay. I'll tell you what, though. He's going to get a Super Bowl here. I mean – you know, say it's a good game and there are some big moments and he rises to the occasion. And we're talking about some of the analysis and things he had to say on Monday and Tuesday. I mean, if you're Amazon, you're you're trying to, <laughs> that's the worst package and that's getting lost in the shuffle and money's not an issue for you guys. So I'm just saying for a little, do you think if Olsen has a good Super Bowl, he's gotten good press. He's going to get 100-plus million people who are going to see and listen to him in the whole deal. If Olsen has a good, let's just say a good Super Bowl, scale of 1 to 10, he's at 8, 8 and a half. Okay? If you're Amazon, you replace Herb Street with Olsen? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. I think Herb Street's a bigger name than Olsen. Fair enough. 
Fair enough. I think Olsen is now going to be positioned to replace Collinsworth. That Chris will do the next three years of his contract. He'll go out with the Super Bowl the way Al did. And then they'll move Chris aside and they'll bring Olsen in to work with Tariqo. Unless two years in, Brady is like, mm, this isn't for me. Would be That would be a move I could see happening. Um, the only thing there, Collinsworth, he's got the kid there. I don't know if, you know, he wants to keep another contract so he can keep the kid with another contract. Well, he's already done about as much as he can for Jack. I mean, he, he got Jack the play-by-play of the Notre Dame gig. He can't do much more for Jack. At this point, Jack's got to carry the ball himself. And so far, he's not carrying it. So that's that's my only thing on Collinsworth there. And you're right, but the fact that they're working together and he's part of the Sunday night package and traveling together and things like that, I don't know how important that is to Collinsworth to want to keep on keeping on. I'm excited. First off, this is a bit geeky for me, you know, as somebody who's a lifelong sportscaster. I'm fascinated by this stuff, I think, more than the average listener. But I'm fascinated because Brady has said publicly that if he's going to do this, he's going to be critical. And that he wants to be great at it. Well, to be great at it, he's probably going to have to do it a little differently than it's ever been done before. And right now, I think most of us would be like, hmm, so how would you do an NFL game differently? And it would almost seem that the gap year would be spent honing his craft. And I'm not joking when I say that, that he would be at some point doing a few games to nobody. So I'm, I'm interested. You know, he said he would probably be the Johnny Miller of the NFL. Wow. Okay. Now, I have to admit, he could do it. I mean, Johnny Miller was a Hall of Fame player, won two majors, nearly 30 tournaments, the whole deal. And even Johnny got grief from the tour players, 99% of whom couldn't touch Johnny Miller. But how many players could literally, if Tom Brady were to criticize them, go back at Tom Brady? Mahomes? You know, I mean, seriously, I mean, what, are there three active players who could maybe give him grief? Miller and Moulton. The starting five is next. David Sampson, top of the hour, Florida Sports Network. Welcome back to Miller and Moulton, only on the Florida Sports Network. Twenty-two minutes before the hour, Miller and Moulton, Florida Sports Network, FloridaSportsNetwork.com. David Sampson will join us for his weekly visit at the top of the hour, top of the eight o'clock hour. Alejandro Solana, part of the Heat Radio Network. Trade deadlines Thursday at three. What if anything will the Heat do? What should they do? We'll hoop it up with Alejandro at eight o'clock, and Pat Kerwin joins us live from Phoenix. Super Bowl 57 at the top of the 9 o'clock hour. The bonus hour is back in its entirety. Good, bad, and ugly. What's on tap today was the day when, if you don't get it in Lake City, 
Tampa, St. Pete, Port Charlotte to Venice. I'll make sure you download it, floridasportsnetwork.com. Without further ado, time for... The Starting Five. Five stories you need to know. It's The Starting Five on Miller & Moulton. Here's number one. Mark, I love it. Love it when people lie and pull it off. Okay. Which sounds very anti-me because I tell the truth 99.9% of the time to my detriment. Sean Payton, did you see him yesterday? I did. Introduced as Broncos head coach. He's having a good day. Then he's, uh, you know, after the podium, he's meeting with the media. Things are going well. And he gets asked a question about, hey, uh, Russell Wilson, he had uh, his own quarterback coach and his, uh, his, he had his own staff and they had the run of the building. And is that going to be the case uh, with you? <laughs> and Peyton looks at the reporter like, what? I hadn't heard anything about that. Don't know how. <laughs> you were in the media last year, Sean. This was pretty much public knowledge. <laughs> and I mean dead straight face. Looked right at the assembled media. I I hadn't heard anything about that, but uh, no, we've, we've got our own coaches and we got our players, and then that that's all that's going to be the building. But no, that's the first I heard of that, though. Mm-hmm. Man, that's just that's it. Keep that in mind, okay? Keep that in mind during the year when he answers a question. And you go, there is no way that is the truth. He can pull it off. He can pull it off. Uh, Former Dolphins head coach Brian Flores, I guess he's not getting the Arizona Cardinals head coaching job. And the reason I come to that conclusion, Mark, is because he's the new defense coordinator of the Vikings. So it sounds like it's down to the Giants offense coordinator, Mike Kafka, and uh, the Bengals defensive coordinator, Lou, uh, yeah, you know, Anarumo there. Uh, You would think the Bengals guy would get it, right? I mean... And his track record here recently, I mean, Kafka's been doing the job an hour and a half. Well, here's the problem that you better figure out, Indianapolis and Arizona. The coaches that these guys are telling you in the interviews that they can get to be coordinators, their timeline's running out. Well, no, I mean... I know. I mean, Flores just bailed. I mean, whether he was told you're out or or not, but he's like, I got to get a job. So, uh, A.J. Green retired. 11 seasons in the league. First nine with the Bengals. Last two in Arizona. His first five years, he was on his way to the Hall of Fame. I mean, five straight 1,000-plus yard receiving years. His last six years, he only reached 900 receiving yards twice. But an outstanding career, A.J. Green, retired after 11 years. As we mentioned last segment, Tom Brady going to take a gap year. Spend it with his family. Maybe uh, party with Gronk once or twice. You know, bring Edelman. Go to the Derby. Have a hamburger. (laughs) (laughs) Here's a plate of wings, for goodness sake. Go go crazy. 
So uh, 2024 is when he said he will start with Fox. So Greg Olson for the Super Bowl and for all of next year on the Fox A team. For those of you that care about who the announcers are and enjoy them, etc. And have you seen the Madden simulation is out for Super Bowl 57? I did not. Yes. And um, they have the Eagles winning 31-17. Ooh. So that's a cover and an under. Close, but an under. Just for the record, the Madden simulator has been wrong four out of the last five Super Bowls. The only one during that stretch they got right, they had the Chiefs beating the Niners. But they also had the Chiefs beating the Bucks. They had the Patriots beating the Eagles. I mean, you know, you, we know the Super Bowls. Just figure it out. Uh, hockey. We said it was a big one in South Florida for the Panthers. And you know what? They listened to us. Not David Dwork, who covers them. Who's like, ah, it's important. But no, no, the Panthers played like they were facing elimination last night. And they whooped up on the Lightning 7-1. Kachuk, two goals, three assists. Verhage, two goals, two assists. They had lost six straight to the Lightning. They played as if it bothered them. Uh, Game of the year in the NHL was last night at Madison Square Garden. It's one of those, if you're trying to sell hockey, you really wish you could put this game on television and say, could you watch this for two hours and 20 minutes? And if you don't like our sport after this, we'll never bother you again. 62 penalty minutes, 51 hits, three fights, 5-4 Rangers in overtime. Devils, same score in OT over Vancouver. I don't know if you can do better than that Rangers-Calgary game. Not in a regular season, can you, Mark? No, I mean, that that type of hitting, twice as much hitting as was in the Tampa-Florida game. Right. And those two teams genuinely dislike one another. Right. So, first game out of the shoot, boom, they went after it. Uh, Islanders edge the Flyers 2-1, Dallas 3-2 in a shootout over Anaheim, Arizona 3-2 over Minnesota. So, how about that, Mark? Six games in the NHL last night, five of them won goal games. Lightning try to bounce back tonight at home against San Jose. They're minus 267. You know I don't like to lay big numbers. I'd bet the house on the Lightning tonight at home against the Sharks. One other hockey note, and you got to be a hockey goober to know about the bean pot in Boston. You got the, the four city schools, if you will, or area hockey schools, B.C., BU, Harvard, Northeastern. And they play a tournament every year, round robin. Never before have Harvard and Northeastern faced one another in the final. They will after last night. Harvard beat BC, Northeastern beat BU. First time in 70 years, the Beanpot final will be Harvard against Northeastern. There you go. NBA last night. There were eight games, and uh, only one of them was decent, and that's not an exaggeration. And it was the Clippers winning the fourth quarter and beating the Nets 124-116. Otherwise, Boston whooped up on Detroit, Cleveland by 23 over the Wizards, Dallas by 13 over Utah. By the way, Kyrie practices with the Mavs today, makes his Dallas Mavericks debut tomorrow in L.A., against the Clippers. 
Golden State beat Oklahoma City by 27. Milwaukee beat Portland by 19. The Bulls by 24 over the Spurs. And the Kings by 20 over Houston. Houston scored 120 and lost by 20. College hoops. The Canes, baby. Top 20 program. Duke, not. And that was in evidence last night. Miami beat Duke 81-59. Good for Larinaga and the Canes, who are ranked 19th in the AP, 20th in the coaches. Kansas and Texas. Listen, Miller and Moulton have their flaws, and, and we get things wrong. But if we've gotten one thing right in 2023, it's if you only watch one conference of college basketball, please watch the Big 12. Kansas, late, edge Texas, 88-80 in a battle of top 10 teams. FAMU lost to Prairie View by 30. Bethune lost to Texas Southern by 7. Minnesota, Illinois postponed tonight because of COVID. We haven't said things like that in a year or two. What? Yeah, COVID in the Gophers program. Game against Illinois postponed tonight. By the way, the polls were out yesterday in men's hoops. Purdue still number one. Houston, Bama, Arizona, two, three, and four. The consensus top four in both polls. Women's hoops, Bethune a winner, FAMU a loser. South Carolina unbeaten, still number one. Indiana is number two. They've never been that high before in women's hoops. LSU is undefeated. Kim Mulkey, they haven't played much, but they're 23-0. and and UConn, Mark, lost to South Carolina and went up a spot in the standings. They're now fourth. Iowa with Caitlin Clark. And if you haven't seen Caitlin Clark play, she is worth the price of admission. They're fifth. Florida State, 19th in the AP. South Florida, 24th. Golf, Justin Rose won the weather-delayed Pebble Beach Pro-Am by three. It's his first win in four years. A little 66-65 on the weekend, Mark. That'll play. That's a yeah. That gets it done. That's good for him. Uh, hey, yeah. good for the PGA Tour. Nice for them to get a name to win one of their events in one of these non-elevated tournaments that they have. And you know what? If you're the LIV, you're like, you know, you make fun of us. We got like uh, five of him, and you're basically saying, oh, they're old and there has been. So which is it? Are they still a name and they can still play, or are they old and a has been? Just let us know. That's that's all. We just want to know what's the score. Justin Rose, who was heavily pursued by the LIV. Him and Adam Scott both, and they decided to stick it out with the PGA Tour. Uh, One other sports note, and my guess is David Sampson will talk about it on his Nothing Personal podcast later today. But the Angelos family, who owns the Orioles, they had been fighting and suing each other. And out of nowhere... They dropped all lawsuits against one another yesterday. And a lot of people believe it's not because they're back on each other's Christmas cards list, that there's got to be some business meaning to this. As in potentially a sale of the team in the near future, whether it's just part of the team or all of the team. The other thing, Mark, and we've paid attention to this, most people haven't, there's a huge dispute between the Orioles and the Nationals. The Orioles own the cable system that the Nats play on. The Nats are supposed to get revenue based on sales, and the Orioles have 
kept a lot of money from them and the Nats have sued them. Major League Baseball's on the side of the Nats. Major League Baseball really wants the Angeles family to sell the team. So there's some thought that maybe some of this stuff's all going to now get resolved. Nine minutes before the hour. That was... That was the starting five every weekday morning at this time on Miller and Moulton. The Angelos family lawsuits are phenomenal. It is right out of a 1980s Dallas dynasty type of drama. It's big family money. The old man has had health problems. So he had to turn the business over to the kids. The one ran the law firm. The other ran the baseball team. The the kid that's running the baseball, or the kid, the man that's running the baseball team, the, the the lawyer says he's kicked him out of the law firm. The mom says that the the lawyer son stole the law firm from the family. Right, that he sold the firm to himself for a dollar, right, or something like that. It is right. It is bizarro land. <laughs> It's one of those it's one of those rabbit holes if you go down you keep reading articles cuz it's fascinating on the pettiness of billionaires. Oh, and by the way, the lease to stay in Baltimore runs out at the end of the year. Huh. But no, no, we're not selling. Okay, we're not moving. No, no, no. We're not the Colts. You have to trust us. We've been such good stewards of the franchise. You just have to take our word. See what between the Lamar Jackson situation right. and the Orioles ownership, you can see where a Baltimore sports fans a little edgy right now. Who right now, by reports, Lamar and the Ravens are only one hundred million dollars apart in their negotiations to try to keep Lamar Jackson as a Raven. Only one hundred million. Mark, I have two words for you: franchise tag. Then what? Franchise tag. Ooh, and then trade? Or he leaves. You know what Pat says? Once you tag a quarterback, you're headed to divorce. Yeah? If you're a hundred million apart, Mark, it sounds like you're headed to divorce court. And there's no Wapner. There is a David Sampson. He's next. <laughs> 